We are once again reminded that we are in the midst of Black History Month, but we also must be reminded that black history must not be confined to the shortest month of the year, but to all of American history, and that we, as people of faith, need to turn our attention and allow the history of the black community in America to inform us of what a black liberated future can look like here in America. America. And we all hold a responsibility to that. We all are called to be interrupters, stone catchers, empowerers, flourishers. And so we always want to be reminded of that and being pushed and propelled into that space to do everything that we can and to empower people's liberated futures. Because that is what the church is about. That is who we are. It is not about feeling comfort about life. It is not about coming to a building. It is about empowering freedom, empowering flourishing in a world that wants to diminish what we don't understand, in a world that wants to marginalize any people that we are not comfortable with. And we are the ones to stand up and say, no, all people are God's children and all people deserve a flourishing future of freedom. And so, That is what we remember in this month, but not only in this month, but in every month, in every day, in every Sunday, in every space, in every time. Today we come together, and I understand that we have a lot of feelings today um, as, you know, I shared my news this past week about, in in June, my transition, uh, and, you know, I I thank you for your um, support, for your word, your such kind words of grace and mercy to me, and I am so blessed that my life has been able to intersect yours for the last few years, and like I'm still here, like June's a long, June, June's many months away, so I'm still here for, for a while, so um, we still got each other for a little bit here, and um, yeah, I understand that we have grief, that our hearts are heavy, that we are worried and concerned um, about the unknown future. And so this message today, we're taking a, a little step away from Mark and just for, just for a week. And this, this message to me is always thinking and, and, and pondering the difficulty of this week, uh, both for me and for you, and to, to say, like, what, what is out there? What, what does the future hold? And what does scriptures say about that? Because I know that we have concerns and we love this church. And initially when we hear these things, we're concerned about the future of the church, right? Um, but I want to remind you that you, have an inc- you are an incredible community. And that is not defined by me. That is not held together by me. It is all of ours. And so in this moment, we are reminded of that. And, I, and you have an incredible council that now is working in a, in a new way to ensure a future. You have an incredible staff that is working in a new way to ensure this um, flourishing future and that this community will thrive beyond um, one single person. And that is the beauty of the church, right? It is bigger than any one of us. It is a movement and Jesus sits at the throne of the church, at the head of the church. But today, as I was thinking about that sort of unknown future, this is a message for me, this is a message for you. I think we um, are both facing that in many ways. But it begins with Abraham and Abram, the story of 
Genesis. This is going to move to Jesus. We will get to Jesus in just a moment. But here I was thinking about this, this idea of calling, this idea of going into a space that you aren't quite sure of what that is ahead and this is the call of Abraham, uh, who was known as Abram. This is the father of the, 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 the Jewish people. This is the origin story, so to speak, of the, of the Jewish people and their community, and therefore of Jesus and Jesus' community, and therefore of us and our community, because we are all connected back to this sort of origin story. And so for us... This is what defines us. This is the, the movement of God from, from a place of comfort to a place of uncertainty and unknownness. That is the movement of faith. And so here the words of, the, of God come to Abraham. Abraham was pretty old. He was 75 years old when this word came. And it's in Genesis 12, we're following along. Genesis 12, 1, it says this. The Lord said to Abram, who would later, later be known as Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless all those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. This is the word of God for us and all the people of God. So here in this moment, this word, we don't, you know, this is a sort of a story which we wish that I wish, I guess, that I had more information around, right? I wish there was a documentary about this. I wish there was a sort of a, um, a, a movie that was based on our true story, that we knew all the details here, that there was a biography book that we could read and be like, what was going on? Where did, wh- who was Abraham? And what was his family like? And what was his upbringing like? And what was this call like? I, yeah, like what, I, did he hear God's word? Did he hear God's voice? Was it more like a whisper was it more like an idea that sprang up within his heart that he knew he had to go where he was completely restless and he knew like this God ordained and inspired restlessness I mean these are all the ways that God works in our lives like sometimes we don't hear the voice of God that says hey do this thing sometimes we just feel like I, we can't do anything else we can't not do that thing we we, ha- we feel restless and 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 un- unsettled and we just have to do it And like God works in all of these ways. God works in all these movements. So we don't know how it was that that Abraham heard this voice, but Abraham did. And this is an astounding sort of call to leave everything that you know about your life, to leave your family, to leave your friends, to leave your culture, to leave the things that you knew, to leave your nation, so to speak, and go into a land that I, I'm not even going to tell you what it's going to be like yet. I go into this land that I'll show you later. Go on up ahead and I'll meet you there. All right, go on. We'll meet up at some undetermined time in some undetermined place that I will later show you where it is. I'm like, what? God, I, I, God, I need some more details here. <laughs> I, need, I need a couple more details. Could you please tell me how long this is going to last? Um, where, where we're going to meet up and, and, and like what this land's going to be like? Because, you know, are they going to have coffee there? Because I need my coffee. And like, ooh. <laughs> you know, so, but, but it's not, it's not that. It is just a strict call to go. Go. 
Get, 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 get on out of here. <laughs> get on out of here. Go. And that is the movement of faith. This is why Abraham is considered the father of faith to the Jewish people. Because this audacity to step out into nothingness and believing that there is something there. That God has said that God will show us. And so therefore God will show us. God is who God says God is, and God will do what God says God will do. And God is saying, go, and I will show you along the way. That is this movement of faith, isn't it? It is something that we would rather not get into. It is something that we would rather not step into because we would like to have everything predetermined. We would like to have, you know, do you remember when... um, do you remember when you when MapQuest was first out and, and you had to print off the directions and you went on a trip and you had the directions printed off and everything was good? And like we would like to have those, right? We would like to have the MapQuest print-offs of our journey up ahead. Okay, we're going to take a right at Lincoln Street and then our destination will be on the left, right? Like we know everything. But this, it's not, it's not life, life is not like that. Sometimes God just says go, and we're like, oh, we just got to get in our car and just start driving. Like, all right, God, you're going to show me where I'm going to go or not? Because, like, I've been driving for a while. I've been driving for a while. But here in this space, we must also understand that the destination is the destination, right? But it is often the journey that forms us. It is the journey. Life is not about the destination. Life is about the journey. And we become who we are, not when we get to where we're going. We become who we are along the way, as we go, right? Those experiences, those people that we meet, the challenges that we have to overcome, the, the, the ways that we have to rise up and be the people that we never thought we could be, but, and we didn't think we could do that until we had to do it. And then we rise up to that challenge and we look back and we say, I didn't think I could do that, but I did it. And I'm something different now because I went through that. I went through that thing. And so it is the journey, the ups and downs, the crossings of the rivers, the the journey up the mountains and down into the valleys. It is those things that form us into the people that we are, that we will, will be. And it is along the journey that we make the impact in the world of allowing our faith to witness, to give witness to whom we have faith in. It is along the journey that we change the world. When we get to the destination, we often are like, you know, it's like on a trip, right? And we got there and it is like a Mexican vacation and we are gonna sit our butts down on that beach with a cocktail in our hand and we made it, right? We made it. That's what we do usually when we reach the destination. But, but it is the journey that we do the work. It is the journey that we make the change. It is the journey that we change the world. And it is precisely on the journey that Abraham discovered who he truly was. It is on the journey that Abraham was put into spaces and places that he had to respond in a certain way, to rise to be a new sort of person that he'd never been before in this moment. One of the, one of the moments that I find the most interesting is the, the classic moment of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? I mean, we, we hear about Sodom and Gomorrah and, you know, like, it, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. 
But yes, I, yes. But like in this moment when Abraham heard the Sodom and Gomorrah would be destroyed, Abraham responded in a way that is remarkable. And I want to read that for you here. It's in um, Genesis 18. Says this. Then the Lord God said, "The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sin so grievous. What was their sin? Remember, their sin was actually that they were not hospitable people. That they were so inhospitable that, like, that was their sin. That they weren't hospitable people. Not the other stuff that you you may hear. That so their sin is so grievous. They are so hard-hearted towards outsiders that I will go down and see." If that they have done so bad is their outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Abraham approached God on behalf of this people and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city. Will you really sweep it all away and not spare the place for the sake of 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from me, Abraham said, to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from me. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? (laughs) This is Abraham standing up to God and saying, will you really, if there are good people down there, will you really wipe them all out? Will the judge of the earth be that callous? Will you do that, God? Here, Abraham is standing up to God. But for what reason? For the sake of those that Abraham doesn't even know. For the sake of the innocent. For the sake of the vulnerable. For the sake of those that are on the margins. For the sake of those that are hurting. God, would you really do that? You are not that sort of God, are you? Then the Lord said, all right, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for your sake, Abraham. (laughs) Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is less than 50? Well, I mean, will you destroy the plate if there's like five people there? God? (laughs) 45, he says, well, if I, God says, if I find 45 there, I will not destroy it. And then Abraham said, what, what, <laughs> what about 40? <laughs> you know, we're, 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 we're doing a deal here, right? Let's make a deal, God. Behind curtain number one. <laughs> For the sake of 40, I will not. And so it goes on like this. I love this. So God in the beginning told Abraham, go from your country and I will make you into a great nation. You're going you're gonna to get to a place But the only way that you can be made into a great nation is to be made into a great nation. You just don't end up there. There's no shortcuts to that. There's no like getting through things and you just like here you are and then and then God's like whoop now over there. No we go through it and in that going through it we become the people that God wants us to be. We become the people that we know that we can be in that space and what are those people what is that land God says I will show you a land but I believe here that God is making Abraham into the land Mm. I believe that God is making Abraham into the land to be a certain type of people that will be formed a community that will be formed and the community is that land 
is that space. It is not about a destination, a place, on a map. It is about who you're going to be, the community that you're going to be. And so Abraham is being formed here into the type of person that stands up for other people, that stands up for justice, even if I've got to stand up to God. I will do it for the sake of them. That's the sort of people that Abraham is becoming. That is the land that Abraham is becoming. The person that would stand up for those around them. That's the great becoming. When we live in this sort of generous self-denial for the benefit of those around us, that is what we are called to do on the journey. And as we do that more, we become more of that. And as our community becomes, does more of that, we become more of that to where we understand eventually that it is not about a building, it is not about a name of who we are, it is about the essence of who we are. And that becomes us. And then as a community, it is infectious. And then it goes out around us and we draw new people into it and those people are transformed because they have come in contact with a group of people that are so radically different from the other group of people that they've ever known this group of people is generous and loving and inclusive and and stands up for the things that they should stand up for stand up for people that they don't yet even know i love what i love what um Jonathan Sachs says, and I've been reading a lot of this because it's just fantastic. And, and this, is, this, is what, this is what he says. Get this about Abraham. Perhaps, though, the most important point of this story is that large promises, a land, countless children, become real through small beginnings. Leaders begin with an envisioned future, but they also know that there is a long journey between here and there. We can only reach it one act at a time, one day at a time. There is no miraculous shortcut. And even if there were, it would not help. The use of a shortcut would culminate in an achievement like Jonah's gourd, which grew overnight and then died overnight. Abraham acquired only a single field and had just one son who would continue the covenant. Yet he did not complain. And he died serene and satisfied. Because he had begun. Because he had left future generations something on which to build. All great change is the work of more than one generation. And none of us will live to see the full fruit of our endeavors. Leaders see the destination. Begin the journey. And leave behind them who will continue it. That is enough to endow a life with immortality. That is the work that Jesus was doing. Can you imagine here, Jesus, like the the ultimate culmination of the faith of Abraham, the faith of the Jews, the ultimate becoming now is embodied in the person of Jesus. But but at the end of Matthew's gospel, where we read the Great Commission, we, we realize Jesus has died, Jesus had been resurrected, and now Jesus is leaving. You're gonna do what? You you were dead, you came back to life, and now you're just gonna leave us here? What, what, are you, what are you thinking, Jesus? Now is your moment. Seize on it. But Jesus says that the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had, been, had told them. When they saw him, they worshiped. Then Jesus came to them and said, 
all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Go, go, go into the land that I will show you and make disciples into this way. Make people into this way that I've shown you. Invite them in so that this transforming power of love and inclusion and justice and mercy can change people's lives. Make disciples, baptizing them, immersing them in this way of life. In my name, in the name of of God the Father and the Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the same call that was given to Abraham, was now given to the disciples at, this, at the end of Jesus' life when Jesus is leaving and said, now y'all got to continue this work. And that, that is still given to us. Jesus is not here. Jesus is still not come back. And, and the call is still to us through generations. Go. Go and go on this journey of life, of following, being a follower of Jesus. Go now and be Draw people in. Teach them this way of love, this way of grace, this way that values people over profits and brings people to the table and overcomes divisions that society has put on. It welcomes everyone. Go and do that and invite everyone into it because people will find life in it. People will find newness in it. People will find refuge and hope in it. So go. And this is all our commands. We sometimes probably wish that we would get to the land, right? We would get to the land. But it is in the journey that we become the land, that we become the people that God wants us to be. Through grinding and through difficulty, and through ups and downs and through good and bad and through, 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 through daytime and nighttime and, and through being criticized and through being honed and being thrown and being embraced. And in this, this way of life, we become what we thought we never could be. We become strong. And we become bold. And we become courageous. And we become disciples and as we look into sort of an unknown future a future that is not unknown but it's just not quite as certain as we thought it was just a couple days ago right I mean life always happens like that like we we thought the future be a certain way and then we get some news and we're like oh it's not gonna be that way and so in some senses we both are stepping into the unknown I'm stepping into it y'all are stepping into it I mean You know, we cue Elsa, right, into the unknown. And I will not sing any more of that song for you. But we step into that. But that is actually sort of a beautiful space to step into. It is a step in a movement of faith. It is a step in a movement into a journey that we know that we will become something now that we did not know we would become. We now are faced with challenges that we did not know, but we will have to overcome those. And because we believe, because we believe in the value of what we're part of, we will do that. 
because we believe that this community is a community that the world needs, that so many in our, in our city, in our, in our county need. They need a message and, and, a, and a people who are willing to stand up to the forces that even the Christian forces that have sought to diminish certain groups of people, that we will be those people that stand up in the gap. We will be the interrupters catching the stones. We will say, that is not right and that shall not do. That is not justice. That needs to end. We will embrace all that come that have those that have struggled with church who have been told that they're not good enough, those who have been pushed out, those who have been pushed down can come into our spaces and our communities, wherever they intersect us, whether that's here in this building or out online, wherever that is, that they now will be part of something bigger than themselves, something that says you are inherently worthy because God has declared it. You have a worth. And we recognize that and see it, embrace it, and empower it into the world. You are beautiful and worthy and good, and you have a future. And we hope that future will be right here next to us. We are those people like Abraham who stand up when our society says, those people are not worthy and they can just die, or they can, they can live on the, 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 the outskirts of society and slowly be pushed over cliffs. When society says that, we are the ones, we are the community that stands up and says, wait a minute, they are valuable, they are good, and we will stand up for them. God, would you forget about your people would you forget about your communities? Would you forget God? God, you are the one who remembers, who hears the cries of the oppressed. Now we ask you to hear the cries of that community. We are the ones, the interrupters, who are willing to stand up and sacrifice ourselves and even sometimes our bodies to get in the way of injustice. Literally, if we need to, in the way of injustice. And say, no, this shall not stand because this is not holy and this is not just and this is not merciful and this is not compassionate and it is not of God. And we will stand up in the way of it. That is what this community is. That is what this community does because we step out in those spaces of faith. Go, God says, into a land and in our journey to go to get to that land, we become the land. And in that sense, this community is a land of hope, is a land of grace, is a land of mercy. And so maybe we step out into an unknown where now the future is not quite as certain as it was, but it is not uncertain because our call is still the same. Go and invite everyone into this way of life. Go and invite everyone into this way of inclusion. Go and stand up for those who aren't being stood up for. Go and embrace those who aren't being embraced. Go and, 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 and hug and give love to those who so desperately need it. Go do that in the name of Jesus. 
And you will become the people. You will become the people that is changing the world. And so that is our call today, as it was last Sunday, as it was last year. And so it will be next Sunday and next year and wherever that is. That is our call to step into the unknown and be the people that continue the work that Abraham began. To continue the work that Jesus began. To continue the work that John Wesley began. To continue the work that all of us began. To live on into those spaces. To live on into that people. To draw more in. So that when our time is done, they will be the ones that continue. They will be the ones now that are the land. Today, I don't think our future is so unknown. I think it is full of beauty. It is full of love. It is full of grace because we are the people of a land. We are the people of a call. And so we live into that call today, tomorrow, and we become that people. No matter what mountain we have to climb, no matter what valley we have to traverse, we know we'll never do it alone. Jesus is always by our side. And our call is always love. And so, church, let's embrace that. I know that we are and that we do. And maybe this is just a word of encouragement today, a word of grace today for you and for me too, that I too can be reminded that I too am stepping into something, that you are stepping into something, but it will all be okay because Jesus, the one who has overcome death, is with us all and we will not rest. We, that is not the right word, we will be always committed to love. And as long as we're committed to love, everything will be just okay, just fine, just good. And we will be the people stepping out into faith and changing the world. Be encouraged, church. I love you. So many love you. So many are, are, have, have found this space to be a life-changing community for them. And so we will continue. And you will continue. And we will all continue in this because it's bigger than us and it's worth fighting for. It's worth journeying for. Amen. Amen. We're going to take communion, so I'm going to pray. We're going to take communion. And so, would you join me in prayer? Lord God, we give you thanks for what you have done around us and for what you continue to do with us and through us. God, in this moment, we give you our lives and we give you our heart. We give you our futures. And we pray that you would continue to allow us to be part of what you are doing that you would continue to call us out and say, go, go out into a land. And as you go, be the people that I've taught you to be. And so, Lord, I pray that we could do that, that as we go, we would be the people who would fight for justice and stand for love, that we would be the people who would not rest until all know that they are embraced. 
until all can be flourished, have a future of flourishing, until all are safe and secure in your arms of grace. God, lead us in this time, in this season. We pray that you would be with the staff, that you would be with the council, that you would be with all of us, that you would give us the strength, you would give us the courage, that you would give us the might, and that you would hold the future of this church in your hands, protect it and bless it and secure it. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.